Hello! Thank you for subscribing to the HPN Plus Network and supporting Pod as a little treat, a wee little treat. Uh, before each episode, we're going to give you, either myself or Keen, will have penned a bad drag joke. Well, I mean, I think they're pretty good, to be honest with you. A good drag joke. You can decide for yourself, though. So I'm going to tell you one right now. Which drag queen is the biggest fan of the DFS sale? Yara Sofa! <laughs> If you know how to live in Vegas, you can have the best time, said Tony Curtis in 2004. <laughs> I'm James. And oh, it's spilling. My name is Keen. Welcome along <laughs> to Pista Pod Talks about Drag Race, a Vegas review on the Headstuff Podcast Network and HBN+. If you're listening to this, you're most likely a subscriber. So thank you very much for supporting us. Or else you've just hacked your friend's account. In which case, I appreciate the, oh, well, the effort the you're willing to put in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it all. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we were also joined by Jennifer Gannon, super fan of the Housewives franchise with some really wonderful insights. Last week, we spoke about setting people up. Now we're all talking about dumping. So there's a lot of that and more. So let's get into it. Jen Gannon, thank you for coming back for episode four. I, I was curious, as a super fan of the Housewife franchise, what would your sort of catchphrase be as they introduced your name in the opening sequence? Oh my God, I did one the other day. Like we were thinking of ones about lockdown and viruses and I was like, there may be, what did I say? There may be a virus, but wine is my antidote or something <laughs> like that. I did one about lockdown, but it has to be something about drinking and lockdown. So it's like something about... They may be lo- we may be locked down, but I'm still getting locked. Oh, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Has to be. I just I love it. I mean, those taglines are my favorite thing ever, ever. Oh, we love the Derek Barry one. Come take a bite out of this big apple. Like makes no sense. Brilliant. So good. <laughs> You'll be a slave for me. Yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> I've just written mine about isolating. I might be isolating, but I'll bust your bubble. Oh, I okay. love it. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so in this episode, we catch up with our six sequined queens after the Truth or Dare night and Asia's upset. And she takes the action of moving all her stuff from this changing room to a sort of hovel down on the beside the stage this was this was overkill right yeah I mean I think what happened was she fell back into a corner and I think it's very hard to come back from that when you storm out of somewhere and you're in a rage I, I think there was that moment between her and Naomi in the dressing room it should have been resolved there where Naomi yeah. is like come on tell me what is it and then she's like no it's fine I hate that passive aggressive stuff and we've seen Asia can be aggressive aggressive so why didn't they just have it out yeah. right there it could have been resolved I just thought she was just pushing people away then because she had gotten emotional I think maybe but she just made things completely yeah. worse and it was that was such a mistake like and that ended it I do think as well that she wanted Naomi to come after her like she wanted Naomi. Mm. Like I think that if Naomi had gone after her at that point and reached out, that she would have then like it could have been resolved then. But then I think it, it became like two stubborn people, and Naomi was very much like, "I'm not down with this bullshit. You can fuck off to that room if you want to." And then she was like, "Well, I'm not coming back. I'm not going back with my tail between my legs." So it was just sort of a very 
like a two very stubborn people who weren't willing to move at all and no one was pushing them together because everyone seemed to be like oh just leave her to us naomi was i think was reading asia better than asia was reading naomi i think i think naomi knew i know exactly what you're doing i know that that get at you the most is to not go after you whereas i don't think asia i think asia was kind of a bit blindsided and i was like i'm gonna make a big dramatic exit and you know everyone will be sorry and we'll all be you know and you know we'll all be friends again and then when that didn't happen I think she was even more hurt definitely and I think like with a lot of them they just didn't want to get involved like unless you're Derek like they didn't want to get involved they didn't want to take sides so that kind of made it solidified it as well then for Asia I think just to storm off like yeah definitely okay so but before we get back to that storyline there's a brief uh little introduction of Andre Cameron's not boyfriend because they don't have labels arrives they have no chemistry Um, (laughs) hot people in cars zero lols (laughs) Cameron goes why don't we write a schedule you know I'll visit you you visit me Andre's like that's a hard no and then they like they lead to something bigger but before we get to that something bigger it's time for Evie's monologue (laughs) (laughs) no before we get there this is something that I've like I've noticed this as like a reality TV trope going back to like particularly like with a Love Island or or a Big Brother like when two hot people are like at, like they've never had to learn how to talk to each other so it's all like the banter is terrible and they just speak exclusively in like cliches so it's like one of them would be like takes one to no one and then the other would be like when in Rome and then they'll both just burst out <laughs> laughing and be like I love how you make me laugh I love how you make me laugh it's like what is going so on true. here it's so true and and that is that was such a big example of that because it looked like they had never met each other before yeah and they had the one picture just the one picture they kept showing oh no there was another one where they were had their tongues out wow there was the one photo of them smiling another one with the funny faces (laughs) they can be crazy too (laughs) exactly I actually went to that guy's uh, Andre's Instagram, by the way, just just to know. Uh, didn't follow though. Didn't follow. He has that same picture with him, like sticking his tongue out with loads of people. So I think that's obviously his go-to. Oh, I might be really hot, but I'm also goofy, and I'm like, I hate you, Andre. You're the worst. But how much is your OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think the storyline is so snoozy. Like, I mean, Cameron is like not the most interesting character at the best of times. And then to follow her around with this guy who has no personality for a good chunk of this episode was like a massive wasted opportunity where I think you just put a camera on Vanjie and it doesn't matter what Vanjie's doing, just follow Vanjie around and it'll be 90 times more interesting. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about Evie's weekly monologue or we skip it over it? We get to see her oh, record. No, I think we need to. We need to get into that. Record a music video. <laughs> the Erica Jane of the drag race world. <laughs> so without the old husband. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to say. We just see her record a music video. It looks decent. I think that they've they've struggled with the the cat the cast because there's some of them they just don't know what to do with. Like Evie, it's clear. Like Evie's like Evie's like um, Arya Stark seasons like two through five in mm. Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> she's off on her own adventure. 
<laughs> and every time she it's her little segment it's always the same it starts off with when I was younger I did this and it's a picture of her as a child and then it's like but now I like to do this I like to break boundaries I don't think I should be limited to one thing so I'm going to rap and I'm going to wallpaper and do drag at the same time oh wow it's like though that she is in a different <laughs> show she's in a different show yeah. it's like <laughs> It's like, what has this got to do with the rest of what's going on? And then it's like, is she just not friends with anybody like that? They can't because, it, you know, I always find what's good with those reality shows is that, you know, you'll have the natural parents off and you'll have, you know, say like, um, I'm, I keep on using New York as a, an example because it's my favorite. So say you'll have Ramona going to Sonia's house or, you know, and just them having wine and those kind of moments are really revealing and, and they get the kind of story going, they get the engine of the story going. But then if you have something like this with Evie, it just takes you out of the action completely and you're like, what the mm. hell is this again? Like, I don't, what's going on? Like, it's nothing to do with anything. Like, <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're back to the actual sort of crux of, of this episode, which is Cameron and Andre are up the top of the Eiffel Tower and Andre dumps Cameron basically because the distance I, just to go back to briefly when they were in the apartment I don't know if you noticed that they were both drinking they both had like glasses of ice like literally just glasses of ice <laughs> <laughs> their drinks have as much flavour as they do is that what you're saying <laughs> Maybe it's for the texture, James, like you said last yeah. time. Oh, who doesn't love the textured? Yes, that's all about drinking now. We know that it has to be textured all of a sudden. And sorry, also that Cameron Michael said that like ice pops were his comfort food. Oh, his treats. How is that possible? Oh, cheat, cheat day, I'm going to have a... <laughs> Flavoured ice. Jesus Christ, like and then Andre actually at one point sticks his hand in a jar pulls out some celebrations and is like oh you're trying to sabotage me he had like one yeah. mini Snickers I, that relationship is do, was always doomed like and the foreshadowing <laughs> yeah. like the heavy handed foreshadowing all the time with like Cameron in the car going to meet them in the airport or whatever and just going I really want a relationship but I don't want to frighten him frighten him relationship relationship yeah. frighten him and like you're just like oh this is going to end badly guys it's so <laughs> yeah. not subtle at all like it was just ridiculous <laughs> No, it was like the way it was like, oh, gays are real scared of commitment. Gays are terrified of commitment, but not me. I'm not scared of commitment. I want to bring him to Paris. And it's like, you just see like it like coming towards you like a steam train. To be fair, I was surprised that it finished so quickly. Like, oh, here's Andre. Oh, you're broken up. Like I thought it, it might happen in episode five or something, but it happened straight away. And here's a question just in life. Is it, if you're doing something long distance, is it better to dump somebody long distance or do you fly all the way over there just to dump them? I think you should just dump them before they travel. I think so too. Because it's not, I just think it's not the distance. It's like, because, you know, it shouldn't matter if they're far away, you still are crazy about them. So it has to be the fact that they're just, you're not into them. So break up with them before Mm. they go off. I think so. And I think Andre that, that here should have been the hid behind that. Well, you didn't want me to dump you from afar. And Cameron's like, oh, yeah. No, actually, you do. You like do it over yeah. a voice call. You don't want to have to go back to the house and get the stuff of the guy who just dumped you. Like, oh, that's yeah. All. No, I completely agree. I think that there was no need for the for the like flying down there for that awkward thing. And then like you've probably got like a load of activities planned. And then is he there for like a couple of days? Like the whole thing is very awkward. <laughs> that was the most depressing escalator ride as well. <laughs> 
I mean, escalators in general are not very cheerful or they're not known for being cheerful. <laughs> but just watching the two of them going up that escalator to get into that lift, I was like, bloody hell, just throw yourself off the edge of the escalator, escape, run now. Like, also, it was so depressing. Oh my God, also, that's... That they like they like the two of them going up. They haven't seen each other in months, we're to believe. And the two of them are going up in the lift, and they're both having banter. Well, like w- Cameron's having banter with like the old lift woman about like <laughs> the little lady. How many feet is it? It's five hundred <laughs> feet. <or that's-> <laughs> <laughs> They were probably like, can you come on this date with us? Because we don't want to talk to each other. <laughs> she's she's going to be in the cast next year. <laughs> and like the, the sad thing about this is like for all of like Cameron Michael's season, I was just like, where's the personality? Where is the personality? I need to excavate this personality. And then I thought because this would be behind the scenes and whatever, that you would get to something. But the only part... It, it's in this episode that we actually get to, to see them as more of a person later on, which was great. And I was like, oh my God, do that again. Do that all the time. Like, um, And it's too little too late, I think. Yeah, very, very, as, as Vanjie would say about his take, very vanilla ice cream. Very vanilla ice cream. <laughs> and we all want our rocky road. We don't want no vanilla <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah the scene you're talking about then is after the dumping scene Derek, Cameron, Vanjie and Naomi gather in Naomi's house for some reason Naomi has a house when the rest of them have an apartment and they were all like oh how did you get this and you look around and it's empty there's like a sink and a bottle of washing up liquid and, it, and that's it like, Naomi's cooking an egg with like probably the only saucepan there and like a fork <laughs> rather than a spatula like you're like you're hardly living the lap of luxury in your empty house Naomi. it's got some ice in it um, some douche <laughs> equipment she's fine that's all she needs um so yeah a a fight breaks out over Derek bringing up the conversation of Naomi and Asia and Cameron sort of has a go at Derek for bringing it up in front of everybody else but then it suddenly gear changes into the only reason I'm angry is because I just got broken up with and it pivots into tears and I think we do see the most human version of Cameron we've possibly ever seen i was frustrated that derek uh, that that cameron gave up on that like going for derek like cameron was right like it's absolutely right you don't bring something like that up at the time and like vanji was kind of in the action as well because vanji was saying well naomi should have said it to to asia it, it shouldn't have been you that brought it up and then i i because I, I was also waiting for cameron to have a bit of bite and i thought well this is it but then to suddenly kind of fall on the sword and be like oh I'm just sad because I just got dumped which obviously you know would make you sad but you know it doesn't mean that you can't also be frustrated about this person who's after fucking up this show that you're working on and making this real negative atmosphere at work for you but I like that Cameron made it known that Derek Barry was the root of both of the big arguments that they had um and that was I just think that was the best point to get across even if it was as you said kind of diluted by the fact that it was like oh I broke up with my boyfriend that's why I'm in such a humor um but I think that's it's good that that was kind of the 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 argument that they left it on they were like right well you know the bitch has been revealed even if like I but I kind of love 
Derek Barry in the way of like Derek Barry just kind of laughing it off and then going, well, thank God we just saw the fact that you have a personality now, Cameron, which was good, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's the truth. It's what we all were thinking. Like. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Vanjie was sat there during that whole like argument and didn't get involved. Mm-hmm. Like I would have thought Vanjie and Evie are two people who are reasonably confrontational, not as confrontational as Silky in season 11. And they seem to be just avoiding the drama. Do you reckon that's on purpose? Obviously, Evie's working on his rap career. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> but I think we see later on that Evie kind of falls on the side of Naomi's side of things because I think Evie wants no drama and feels that it's Asia that's bringing the drama by leaving the space and and leaving them as a team and isolating herself. And I think you, you see it more at the end of this episode that Evie is more on team. Yeah. Naomi, yeah. I think. And I think with Vanjie, it's like a classic, um, like tug of love child because probably what gets on with both of them really well, doesn't want to piss Asia off, but also still wants to stay friends with Naomi and Derek. So just kind of tries to laugh everything off because then she does the joke from Greece. Like she kind of does the Frenchy joke from Greece where she's saying like, you know, men are fleas on dogs and all that. And like wants to kind of eliminate yes, the yeah. tension. But I have to say that scene for me was the most successful scene of all in every, in, in the episodes, like all of the episodes previous or anything, because I think it just works when it's just them shooting the breeze and having a laugh and having a bitch, like just with the cameras on them. And they don't need to put them in these contrived situations. They just need to throw a camera on them and let it roll. And that's where the gold comes from. Like, There's definitely an over-reliance on um, spin the bottle and like truth and dare, like that kind of stuff to like create drama. Because I think they did it in the first two episodes as well. There was one of those parties and it's like... And I think there's another one coming up in the next episode. Like, it's all, like, they, I think they're just kind of like, we need a a mechanism by which to create some new drama. So we'll do this rather than just allowing it naturally occur. Which it will, obviously. Yeah, and I think what happens next then is we're back to sort of getting ready before the show. And you kind of realise then that the behaviour in this, you know, reality TV show is spilling on to them doing their jobs. Because, you know, the executive producer comes along and gives... Um, Asia another room and is like I know you're all fighting and hopefully you'll all get along and I wonder then is that a like are they tied between this space of being like I want to create good content for this but I also need to create good content for this and they're kind of at odds with each other maybe they're thinking like this will sell the show ultimately when this because they obviously nobody knew this virus was going to happen whatever and they must have thought when this show airs, we need to still, you know, generate revenue for this show and make sure people come to see the show. So they have to make it as salacious and juicy as they can. So they're like they're concentrating on the like they have to have this drama too to keep people hooked, to keep people watching the show, to make them want to buy tickets to go and see them. So like they have they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it. They're trying to have it both ways. And that's difficult like it is difficult but like I think the show looks great regardless I would have loved to have gone like I would have got so fucking drunk it would have been amazing like it looked great like. <laughs> but it does yeah like the little clips you see from the performances all look spectacular and, and like you, you you kind of think that you, you maybe like maybe they could have had a bigger cast of queens involved and have some people that were more just there for the the reality show than actually there on stage because particularly with Asia who's trying to like MC the entire show then to be in this position where she's now not talking to any of the cast 
And, like, you, you have, like, Derek talking a bit about how, like, it's spilled into the show. So, you know, there's points at which, like, they would normally, like, have a cheeky little kind of, like, wink or smile or whatever. And that's, like, that's not happening now. And that would just be an awkward situation to have to work in. Um, and I think the producers probably have walked themselves into that by trying to, as you said, like, have their cake and eat it by both the reality show and the stage performance kind of linking together a bit too much. Yeah, I wonder if they did something like in Geordie Shore where their job was to go and do these silly couples nights like if they had these jobs that were actually just for the show like drag you know events then you could see more of what they do at work and they don't have to worry about the drama then spilling out and ruining a bigger project and also don't be afraid to introduce a side cast as like so like you could have queens visiting them you know, to go and see the show or go and take them out. Like, say somebody like if, if Angie is living with Silky, I know I, I really dislike Silky, but just to have, to take the pressure off the, the, the main girls that are in the show, to have that subsidiary characters come in and kind of drop yeah. in and visit them or whatever would probably be better and it, it'd open the show out a bit more. So maybe they were planning to do that as the show went on and COVID probably just put a jinx on everything you know yeah i i think what i wonder are the partners supposed to fill that gap because we see a teaser in episode five that brett is going to come visit asia and you know is that going to be when he's around when not you know are they supposed to be the side characters the plus ones rather than the queens where in reality we want to see the queens yeah and i, th- I think there's there's so many like drag race queens working in vegas mm. they could actually like i mean there's there's a rich rich seam of drama between india farah and Derek berry apparently so like they could have the like the queens who are already in residence on the strip coming into you know working on the strip kind of coming in to interact with the queens who are in the show and that might make more interesting drama yeah. than we're getting at the moment with with like Cameron I read an and... article an an interview with um Asia and Evie I think it was and they were saying when they were filming the show they went off to a place on the strip some uh, Cafe Frog I think it was called or something on the strip but uh, Coco Montrese was doing a show there and I think it was uh, Baby Zahara was there as well and that would have been brilliant to have seen that footage of the girls having a night out of an, on a night off mm. and seeing these other queens and talking to the other queens something like that would have been brilliant like for the yeah. show or they go over to, you know, Kimora Black and invite them all over for, you know, bruschetta and cocktails. You know, like, that would have been a perfect night of drama. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's what you need more of. <laughs> but I will say, just for this, there was a clip just at the end of this where Naomi is talking. Again, Naomi revealing more tips. She was talking about her chucking methods and was saying that she freezes her dick with ice. Yes. What is with this ice? This is water, ice, and Naomi's digestive system and whatever's going on with Naomi's body. Drag Race Review is actually just a, a sales sales technique yeah. by Big Water. Naomi Smalls needs to release her own line of water. Like, you know, I think I think it's the only thing. It comes in sparkling, it comes in it's frozen. Like smart water. You can drink it, you can douche with it. You know, the full life cycle of water can go to your body. You can douche with it, you can add it to vodka, you can shrink your dick with it so many (laughs) (laughs) thank you to Jen for coming on the show thank you for listening there's episode 5 and episode 6 are up there now for you to listen to so please enjoy them as James would say binge it it. (laughs) I'm glad my catchphrase is taking off.
<laughs> yeah, episode four. But here we go. It's fine. <laughs> we'll talk to you then. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.